Hi, Dol. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks, Dol. How are you? Fine. This is actually, I know this will go out next week, but it's only been a couple of days since we recorded, so our intro might be a bit shorter <laughs> than the I'm usual 15 minutes. I've got nothing to talk about now. I know I've I know, how's work been? Work has been good. Uh, what have we been up to? I was on call today, so delivered a couple of babies, which was nice. Um, really cute baby, actually, earlier. I mean, one of the midwives were laughing because she was like, I'm not particularly maternal, so I don't often think babies are dead cute because when they're just born, they're not that cute. Sorry, mm-hmm. but spoiler, spoiler alert. But actually, mm-hmm. this one was really, really cute when she was born. Um, so did that. And then just running about doing the usual shite when you're on call, just getting phoned about stuff and doing the bits, doing the bobs. Um, the day before, oh, I was in theatre all day the day before. Actually, it was a really good day. I actually my, I delivered a couple of babies and then went and did some gynae operating. So no, was, they were, I've actually had quite a good week at work. Yeah, it's been good. How's your week at work been? Uh, week at work's been fine. Um busy really busy actually but fine kids have been oh my god the other night this actually this uh, serious update since we all last spoke so actually i was just laughing you were saying about that midwife being non-maternal i think non-maternal is your new personality do you like you were bright (laughs) and now you're the non-maternal anyway and Here's the reason why. I'm not joking. Every story I hear just Uh makes me me strap my coil in tighter and tighter. I just screw it in. I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh." oh my God. You don't actually screw a coil in for anyone that's panicking about that. (laughs) So (laughs) it was Tuesday night, I think. Yeah, it was. No, was it? No, it was Wednesday night. No, it was Tuesday night. Sorry. Oh, Tuesday night. Um, Everything was fine. Kids went to bed. We'd recorded the pod on the Monday, so we'd been chatting about that. Anyway, um, one o'clock in the morning, my eldest came through, and he's, I mean, Callum's in nappies all the time, but Murray still wears a nappy to bed. And he came through one in the morning, and he was like, Mummy, 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 I've got cream in my hands. And do that way when you're so tired, and you're just like, like, do you ever get woken up, and you're, you're not sure what reality oh, yeah. actually is. So I was like, what do you mean? And your my instinct was to touch the cream that was on his hands. <laughs> so I reach out, pitch black, obviously reach out, touch the cream, the cream, and uh, <laughs> automatically I'm thinking, that's not cream, that stinks. That's got a stench. Reach from oh, my bedside yes. light, but also in my tired state, reach from my bedside light with the hand with the cream, turn on the bedside light and no it's shite so Murray had shat in the nappy which is so unlike him and then thought it was cream I've then touched his hand so I've then got shite in my hand there's then shite on the bedside lamp switch it was just everywhere at one o'clock in the morning anyway he actually wasn't well and he was up all night with diarrhea oh No, no excuse. No excuse. Oh, and you know cream way? in your knickers, Murray. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> nah, I, I, don't, I also don't know what possessed him to think 
Because he would have known I've done a shite in my nappy and then he shoved his hand down there. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was um, Wednesday night. But otherwise, everything. Oh, sorry, Tuesday night. I can't remember what bloody night it was. Anyway, oh, that's what's making me the night. I, I hope we all noticed that I'm actually trying my hardest to tone down my swearing this episode. Yeah. Felt my effing and jeffing was top scale last ep. A lot of people said very funny ep for us, but my mum was phoning me and she's like, ah, this swearing, too much, too much. Although, contrary, my grand phoned me and was like, hilarious. Oh, <laughs> love so it. So I know who I'll be listening to. Big Vera. Michael Roos, one of our friends, messaged to say, it's so funny how articulate Hannah is, but she swears like a trooper. And I was like, I know, like, I've actually... <laughs> I know. I'm numb to it. I that, do you know, not I said that you. to Katie. I said to Katie this morning on the phone, I was like, oh, did you not think I swore too much? She was like, I didn't even notice. <laughs> You're like, numb to it when you hang about me. Do you know what I mean? Well, one of my friends and work actually said she notices when she hangs about me because she starts swearing so much. And actually, a few people have said that to me. I'm, I've... It's like the dollar, you know, affects a lot of people yes. actually since starting this pod have said, have actually told us that, yes, when they hang about with us, you actually, say doll. yeah, they start saying doll all the time. So yeah, ma, we're just infectious doll. It's the influencers in us. We're influencers, yeah. okay? Very true. <laughs> um, very true. In fact, Gillian sent me a funny message because she she's a Tenerife loyal, her and Cami, and um she messaged and she was like, oh my God, Cameron and I have been to that restaurant, the Lobster Beast or the Lobster Resort. Ah. Can't believe I've been there before an influencer. <laughs> well, tell her it'll be the last time it's happening. Oh, she'll be listening. They're weekly listeners, Gillian yeah, and Gillian, that'll be the last time you'll be getting a seat in there, Hen, because now Hannah, well, I was going to say Hannah Mack, but Hannah Logue's been booked out every night, Hen, booked out every night. Not going by your passport name anymore, doll. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up with my, my aliases. I, I know. Can't keep up. I'm Dr. Macruth. Yeah. Mrs. Logue. Honestly, I've got, I've got two personalities. Maybe that's where my articulate and my swearing comes in. Yeah, my two personalities. But I was laughing thinking that, like, when I was, like, rhyming off my week. I do sometimes forget the job that I do. People are like that. No what? way at your job. Uh-huh. No way. Mm-hmm. But I'm very different at work. I am and I'm not. I'm very, I'm still me, but the swearing is cut, obviously, talking to yeah. patients. But then I close the door and I'm like, effing and jeffing yeah. <laughs> with all my, my pals at work. But yeah, I have to, I definitely have, when my doctor Mac comes on, that's a different person. That's, I, think most, I mean, I think most people would be different at work though. Yeah, but most people don't sound like, yeah, I the way I do, and true. then have to be like that. Right, sorry, just take me to theatre. Yeah, true. Buckle up. Troops were off for a C-section. <laughs> you couldn't say it like that. And the knife's in my hand. Mm-hmm. I do. I do have a joke with patients. To be fair, like, I do try and bring. Like I do think that you know, obs and gynae, It's such a personal area of medicine, and it's yeah. so intimate for women. I do try. I, I, I'm like, don't. Don't be serious. Like, not don't be serious, sorry, I don't mean like that. I mean, like, don't feel like you can't say things and it's not a relaxed atmosphere and I want to, like, have a bit of a joke with them, like, lighten the mood yeah. a wee bit. Because it's, oh my God, how anxious 
I've ever been if I go to a GP or a doctor and no. I am a doctor and I'm like up to high dose, I can only imagine how it must feel for other Spreading people. your legs. Exactly. Can I just apologise about my washing machine being on right now and it was on in last week's episode. I'm sorry, that is not a sound effect that we're bringing into the pod. It just, whenever we seem to record at the moment, I'm doing a pile of washing. <laughs> right, so as we said, you know, we're just going to cut down on introductions 10 minutes in. Uh-huh. Sorry but about that, this, everyone. I know. This uh, week, we are talking about all things moving. We are. I think, Karen, you, you've you moved a lot. You've So, you, so I have, but you spent probably the best parts of 12 months in an Arnold Clark van, the amount you moved and to. And to my wedding. Yeah, I mean, oh my God. So, we, yeah, we had a bit of a saga, um, probably post this falls on quite nicely from our last episode post shielding yeah i was the least i did the least amount of shielding you could think of i was here there and everywhere so back in maybe i think it was december yeah december 2020 uh, Logue offered a job to become a general manager in arnold clark in, in aberdeen was I thrilled at the prospect of moving to Aberdeen? No. Zero. I think I phoned you and was like, what did I say? And you were like, did you even congratulate him? And I was like, unsure. I was in shock from the Aberdeen move. <laughs> you were pacing You were pacing a supermarket at the time. And I was like, yes. what are you in the supermarket for? And you're like, I don't know. And I said, are you maybe going to buy him a bottle of champagne? She's like, yeah, I think I'll need to do that in here. You were pacing. I was <laughs> in shock. Oh, and I think, do you want to know what I think? If we could totally dissect you as a person, Hannah. Hannah's very, like, in control. I would say, like, mm. and I don't mean, like, you, I don't mean it as, like, you wear the trousers. So I don't, no, I don't even mean it like that. I just think you're quite, um, like, you're, you're logistical with your mm. thought process and you know what's coming next and all these sort of things. So that, I mean, it threw everyone off guard, right? Yeah. And I think that was another, apart from the fact he was moving to Aberdeen, it was, oh my God, I didn't see this coming. How do we process this? How do we manage that? How do we follow it through? Yeah, bolt from the blue. So yeah. he got that job offer. I did pick him up the champagne from Nasda Isle. Probably Nicholas Fuelte, my favourite. Fuelte. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Fuelte. <laughs> or Fuelte, as we call it. So he moved in the February, but I was still finishing up my second year as junior doctor, so I couldn't finish. So we thought, it would make more sense for us to put our flat up for rent at that point. So I packed my bags and hopped into Hybra Road with my poor friend, Jenny McGookin, who had to cope with living with me for four months. Oh my God, what a scream we had. We had the best time. We had, we loved it. Friday night, we would finish work if we were both on like kind of normal days and not on call. We'd honestly be popping the Prosecco every Friday. Thought we were, Aww. we were yo pros. We were popping the Proseccos. We used to do such cute wee dinners in for each other. I mean, I also did smash a few of our plates and hide them and things like that because I was so nervous that she was going to do me in. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we did have some good times. We, we just, oh, we loved it. We get so pissed half the time at the weekends and with tunes on and oh yeah we were both you know we actually both were like how rare in life that you get to live with one of your best friends like absolutely 
in her thirties. Well, I was just coming into my thirties. She's old as fuck, so she was already. She was nearly. She's forty five now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, she's like just before I move into my pensioner home. Kid, on now, Jet. We've moved on from. Josh getting the ribbons to Jenny getting the ribbons. I know, poor Jenny. No, Polly, sorry, we've moved on from Polly. She was the first roaster then. It was Josh mm-hmm. now. Sorry, mm-hmm. Jenny, you're up. You're your up. bladder last week. Now you're aged this week. Um, no one's safe. And, you know, we just did the loveliest time and it was great. And then I got my job uh, offer in Manchester around, well, it must have been around this time last year because everybody's just got their job offers today. So it must have been kind of April last year. And I was offered an obs and gainy job which I never thought I would have been offered it was very competitive as a very competitive specialty and I got offered it in Manchester and I was like oh shit back pace in the supermarket I was thinking <laughs> what the fuck am I doing this time uh-huh. uh-huh and I wasn't buying bottles of champagne for myself so no, no, no. we actually right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was looking yeah I was looking to you know I'd applied to move more north East to go up with Matthew, but I didn't get that job. And he was like that, right? So what the fuck am I doing? And I was like, mm-hmm. moving south. So yeah, we had to then an impact up my bags and moved to Manchester in the August of 2021. So him and I did long distance for a year. Oh my God. I, do you know, I would say, right, as I hated not living my log, right? I really hated yeah. that. But do you know what I would say was actually something that I was like, you know, I'm so glad and fortunate of. So basically, so when I had moved out of my parents' home, I moved into a flat with our friend Lisey. But Lisey already had like, I basically replaced her flatmate at the time. So everything was all set up. I literally just slotted in and then I moved in with Logue and Logue already owned this flat and that. So I had never, you know, set up a home on my own two feet, even set up a flat. I didn't have a clue. And actually, you know, it was so good. Like it was such a great, like, independent moment for me like finding yeah. this house setting up like even stupid stuff like getting wi-fi setting up the electrics and the council tax and the bills yeah and, you know like real adult stuff that i was like um you know i'm a i'm a boss ass bitch but i wasn't really i was yeah. just like fuck's sake is that how much like it costs uh-huh. <laughs> what is it i need to do for this uh, can you just add me on to your family and friends or what for this guy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no exactly. but you're right like I th- and i think you know anyone that's listening that has moved out or thinking of moving out, it's such a big event. It, it really is. And I think especially coming from, I mean, I've not left, well, I've, I've moved back my parents a few times, but I moved out when I was 18. You kind of get fucking ready. All your loans now. I know, I know. <laughs> You've moved back with two others in tow. Your mum's like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. But I've not lived in the family home officially since I was 18, which feels weird it feels so weird but it's so it's and I don't know if you feel like this Hannah like I've got this real desire to make my house my home like I I don't like referring to home as my mum and dad's and I did it for a really long time like Mm. and my home now is where I am but I think for you obviously it's slightly different because you're in now in your forever home like for us we still own our flat in Glasgow yeah due to the cladding issues, listen up, yeah. the Scottish government are listening. Yeah. And obviously for that reason, we then don't own down here. So no, I don't, it's not that, I mean, this is my home, like I live here and yeah. I don't live anywhere else. So yes, when I refer to home, this is what I mean. But 
I think home home for me is always Glasgow and one day I would love yeah. to move back and that is my kind of end goal. So for me it will always be Glasgow. But I think I think it's different for me because I yeah. don't own this home and I can't really make it my own home because if yeah. I did I'd have a sledgehammer to it immediately. It needs a new kitchen, bathroom, everything doll. You know what I'm like? And I love all that mm. stuff as well. So I just think about all the things I would do to this house. And it's a brilliant wee house. Like I literally love it, but and we love where we live here. It just, you know, it could just do a wee spruce up. Um, so, yeah, I think it's different when you own your home. Yeah. And you're in your forever home as well. But yeah. let's be honest, though, you've, you've had a few homes before your forever home. I have. My, the first place I moved to when I moved out from mom and dad's was a slum in India. And I'm not joking. Well, I actually so, would say it's a slum in Cranmer Street, if I'm honest, oh my, though. No, let's get to this first slum. The, so... Um, went in a stupid gap year. wasn't oh stupid, God. actually. Let's be playing it down with my great friend, this Kirsten. One, one time in mm-hmm. India. This one, one time, time in India. India. Like, honestly, horrendous. Like, our living quarters, it was like living in squalor. Um, rats used to run over our bed. It was rotten. The The recycling was they used to just burn uh, all the rubbish at the side of the road. <laughs> the, the carbon emissions. like Perfect. Yeah, so was there for a while and then obviously went to uni, lived in the West End of Glasgow, Cranworth Street, which again, <laughs> what a flat. <laughs> I mean, no, I wouldn't be surprised if there was rats running over your bed in bloody Cranworth Street. I know. That was categorically the most disgusting flat I've ever been in my life. Can we also talk about the fact that, which was brought up your wedding, which I was howling at, when oh. Karen first started dating Josh, who is OCD clean freak, yeah. on their second date, she took him back to the flat, she went to the toilet, came back, and he was tidy in her room. He was folded up my clothes. Because you were a rotter. No, doll. Right, regardless of that, it wasn't even that bad at the time because I'd obviously like anticipated the fact he would maybe be coming back. So actually on the scale, that makes me sound like a total promiscuous bitch. I wasn't, but like I just maybe thought... He's maybe coming back here. So on the scale of bad, it wasn't even that bad. But for him, it was oh, like... It was horrendous. Uh-huh. I remember one night we were wanting to go out and Logue was going to give us a lift. And I, he came, we came to pick you up. And we were like that. You were like, I can't come out. I can't find my ID. I can't find my ID. <laughs> and I was like, well, where the F is it? And mm-hmm. um, see, mum, not swearing. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, where is it? And you were like, honestly, unsure, like... And you know that way you're thinking, mm, what drawer could it be in? No, no. When you actually came to the Gaza Strip that was Karen McLaughlin's bedroom, you were like, <laughs> what mine is it in? Because it was just like explosion of stuff and clothes everywhere. Yeah. I remember finding it, you know, that really safe place. Oh, when I put it in a safe place, I just always forget what safe place, place I put it in. The safe place was down the back of the chest of drawers, stuck in like the ground. Mm-hmm, I know. Do you know, doll? Kirsten Chen and I were talking about this. So we take real umbrage to people slagging that flat, though. Like my mum says to me, my mum's quite. My mum's what people quite... that have general cleanliness. No, doll. It wasn't even that bad. Well, like, rotten. I... Your kitchen as well used to make me feel sick. I remember once trying to go in and like, make like, a bowl or something, and I was like shuffling things out of my way <laughs> just so that I could have one square of counter to put a bowl down. I was like, my mum said. 
my mum said to me, because I was having this conversation with my mum, I was like, you know, people really go hard in Grandworth Street. It wasn't that bad, la, la, la. And then mum was like, I would not have even taken a drink of tap water out that fat flat. <laughs> I need to be dead ass. So that anyway, after gone. that, but still seeing comparison now, I am like, my house is pristine yeah, only Only because you've been through Josh McLaughlin's boot camp. Yeah, I have. I've, I've been right through that training. But when we moved out of Cranworth Street, I moved back with mom and dad for a period of time to save up to buy. And it was quite, you know, it's a difficult one because Josh and I had never lived together. Mm. Um, he'd went travelling and then at the same time we were both saving to buy. And to be completely honest, our relationship was quite, for buying a place, it was in its infancy. Like I think we'd been together two years, which yeah. at that time I was a bit like, oh my God, are we doing the right thing? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I fucking hope we've done the right thing but anyway That's too late uh, now. two years in two wins now and we could have bought our own places we probably would have spent a bit more time saving up but anyway we decided to buy a flat together and uh, deciding where that flat would be was a bit difficult at times because we had obviously different opinions I was really keen to move back to the West End we could not afford to live in the West End so I came <laughs> right down to reality after that yeah um and we bought a flat in Cholins. And at the time, we're joking about this, I do feel like I was a trailblazer for the South Side. We were yeah, the first ones there. there. Uh-huh, first ones there. And up until that point, the shed was like this foreign land. Like when you went to Glasgow Uni or even Strathclyde, like you just mm. didn't go to the South Side for a night out. No, and never. I've been once and then all of a sudden the shed was my local. So I've never, I've never been to the shed ever I in my life. In all my years of you know, prancing around the Glasgow nightclub yeah. scene. I've never stepped foot in the shed. Can you believe that? It used to be an older crowd. Now we'd be like the geriatrics there. But at the time, <laughs> like... Not how Jamie Gookin feels hanging uh-huh. about with us. <laughs> I think like, people that were like 25 went to the shed. I mean, I was in the shed 18 months ago. 25? But... Oh my God, I'd kill to be 25. Don't but, you be 32 know, this year, Jesus. I know, I know. But at the time, it was like this fictional foreign... Yeah. nightclub that like pensioner land uh-huh. anyway <laughs> so we moved to Shawlands. we had really happy years in Shawlands until we get the dog oh jesus the worst house mascot oh ever that was what? the worst idea and don't this is honestly like you're such a person that i think you do it from trying to see the positives but you also talk some amount of shite yeah, and here we are uh-huh. The amount of cream that was in Murray's nappy is the amount that comes out oh. of your mouth. You were like, this dog is my best friend. I love this dog so much. I was like, we are a lot. Oh, my God. I don't know how one. I got that dog. I think he was trying to... Dog. I know. And I, I still do hate her. It's not as if she's died. Like, she's still very much alive. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, unfortunately. Um, the And I think I was just trying to fit in in the south side. Like, the south side... I've always been a wannabe hipster, correct? Doll, you've been in my shadow for years. <laughs> <laughs> my hipster shadow forever. Oh, oh Doll, my I'll, God. Right, I see yeah, as, yeah, my, yeah. as my denim jumpsuit hangs upstairs. Yeah, with well, your, your New Balance 550s on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so, end up getting a Visla, which was... I mean, she was a gorgeous dog. She's not anymore now because Rab and Ronda fed her so many fucking Milky Ways that she's ginormal. Um, Aren't we all? <laughs> I know. But, you know, 
it was just like, what do you do when you move to the south side? South side's got a lot of parks. My boyfriend works offshore. I'll get myself a dog. So I can yeah, spend my weekends fair. in Rook and, pa- Rook and Park, grabbing onto her because she was attacking every runner that went by. <laughs> and that's I not remember, a joke. I remember going out a walk with you in the Botanics. And honestly, it was like a scene at the Dalmatians, but like you were just getting tangled in amber. There was no other yeah. dog involved. Then she was nearly biting you. And then yeah. you were like falling over. I mean, to look at from afar, you had your Beautiful. North Face. North Face on you, your Ray Bands yeah. on you, your gorgeous yeah. visa. You know, you were, yeah, you were giving a vibe. Up close, you were like, right. aha, uh-huh, you were you were like something off the RSPCA emergency Hello. list. That it was horrific. Mm-hmm. I hated her. I still hate her. She's not a good dog. Anyway, she's now with Josh's <laughs> mum and dad. Love you, Rabbi Ronda, if you're listening. Thanks for taking her. Uh-huh. But um, as if they were listening. In fact, no, Ronda did listen. Thanks, Ronda. Did you just get up the duff? You know, when you did this big, oh, it was such a big surprise. You were like, ah, how did I get out of this dog? I how dog. did I get out of this dog? I need to just get myself pregnant and then I can get out of this dog. I know. It was funny because for a really long time, like, you know, the dog, I would have the dog Monday to Friday because I had a dog walker, Ronnie, who would come and walk the dog. So I didn't really have to do much with her. I did walk it at night with If you ditched the dog, ditched the dog walker, you probably could have afforded somewhere in the bloody West End. Yeah, very true. And then I would just send her to Ronda's on a Friday and pick her back up on the Sunday night when I went for my dinner because I was (laughs) out of the shed probably. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. (laughs) You're out of the geriatrics nightclub. I know. And then, you know what? We really quickly fell in love with the South Side and moved after that to Newlands. Loved living in Newlands, Dandelion Cafe, if anyone's from Aww. there. Um, became part of a bizarre commune with my neighbours. Then you really were part of the WAP club. <laughs> <laughs> but loved it. Like, stayed in a row of terrace houses for whatever reason, pulled down the fence between us and our neighbours next door. So it was like a nope. communal garden. You didn't, to be fair. Josh did. Josh did. Did he not? With mm-hmm. the with the intention of putting a fence back up that never yeah. seemed to materialise. And then all of a sudden you were having combined garden parties. I know. And my neighbour, Graham, I love him to bits. He used to play the sitar. So he used to get live music, sitar music. He would be sitting in the deck and then we'd be, it'd be like a Wednesday afternoon and he's playing <laughs> sitar music. Um, no, um, I remember when the fence first came down, he came out with two tennis rackets and asked if we wanted to play. I was like, Graham, I'm fucking 30, I'm not 12. <laughs> and he's 50 this year. <laughs> but no, again, just loved, loved, loved living in the South Side and laterally have moved to Largs. But that, again, like we've we've touched on it, it wasn't a, um, let's just put a pin in a map and pick the coast. Like it became... Mm. A decision that was very much like... I've realised it's all about living with the OAPs for you, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. It is. You're a granny Um, grabber. The decision to move to Largs was... It became multifactorial. You know, Josh works offshore. My family are down here. You can get way more for your money in the property. I that bungalow you're in, hen. I know. And you know, the kids like being by the sea. There's just loads of reasons. But you know, with that came a lot of nervousness. Like walking around Morrison's and Largs is like the ghosts of Christmas past, all the people you've winched up the fits. No, stop, stop the pod. I need to tell a story. This is the epitome of moving back to where you lived when you grew up. Oh my God. I was on the phone to Karen the other day and 
Now, Largs is very small and it seems like every faker that ever lived in Largs, A, you find them all over the world. I once met someone in New Zealand who went to school with Karen and Josh. Karen and Josh, Karen and Logue. Logue. Like WTF of all the places, all the bars and all the cities in the world. Anyway, it's ridiculously small. And also it's the most incestuous place I've ever met in my life. You probably are all from the same two genes. Honestly, the gene pool must be so small in that part of the world because we're all getting off each other now I was on the phone to Karen and we were just chatting and as she does because she's like Isa she's looking out the window the front door window yeah looking out the front door window just you know perusing seeing who's there and said literally out the blue oh he fingered me at school (laughs) (laughs) sorry yeah yeah whoever it was he fingered me at school that's that Oh, oh lovely, lovely dog. What a what a happy memory. And I was like, God, if that doesn't epitomise moving back to your hometown, I don't know what is. I know, I know. But do you know, like, and I know Logue said this to you loads of times, we had an incredible childhood down here. Like, all You're my all best mates. No, but all, all, I mean, all your fucking best mates now are from Largs, so shut your mind. <laughs> we are I just such... I know, we are just... We've been so lucky that the group we went to school with, we still all hang about and it's just so nice. I've just been so lucky. I actually never lived in Largs before. I used to live in Fairley, which is even better than Largs in my opinion, but Josh wouldn't live there. Uh, Yeah, because it's literally got a hamster still running the wheel for electricity in Fairley. We didn't get Channel 5 till like, I don't know, 2003. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. We never get Channel 5. It was a huge thing. Is there not like, what's the wee post office? Is there a wee Photoshop or something like that? And it does like, what's the wee post framers. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Perfect. It's wherever in the coast goes to get their pictures framed. It's the nicest village. Sorry. Josh wouldn't live there. What's in it? I've never seen anything in it. It's about the people. People make a place, Hannah. You know, there's not a coffee shop. There's not a, there's not a shop. Uh, there's a petrol station with a lawn distal. Oh, oh my <laughs> That's the least village sounding thing I've ever heard in my life. It sounds like the M6. I don't need a village. <laughs> yeah, so no, me back there. I know. And it's been a huge change, like, moving back because, I mean, the Fiddlers doesn't exist anymore, which is sad. Mm. Uh, but we are getting a Marks and Spencer's. Do you know this, Hannah? Are you, doll? Yes, on the site where the fiddlers... Is this you? Have you been petitioning for this, Hen? No. No. So the, the local nightclub called the Fiddlers, very apt for the people that you used to fiddle with. Large <laughs> 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 um, should just be renamed to the Fiddlers. One of, a guy that I went to school with, Aaron, you know Aaron, the dentist? I'm sure yeah. he's got a tattoo saying Fid till I die. No. Oh my god, that's amazing. Anyway, Marks and Spencer's is going. They've knocked the feds down. Marks yeah. and Spencer's is going in. That must hmm? be quite sad for you. The feds been knocked down. Oh, it is. Like, I mean, you were there. If the thing with Largs is, and it's probably the same, same in every small town. And I find this really strange when I went to Glasgow. When you are going out on a Saturday night you know where everyone's going to be because there's one place to go. Yeah. It's yeah. not like you're you're searching like nightclubs for the talent. Like 
everyone that could possibly be out in the Saturday night is in that one place. There was if a I'm being honest, though, Donald, I'd still be searching for the talent in large. <laughs> let's be honest, he's not exactly the big fish in Largs. <laughs> Ooh, well, he's a mayor of Largs, though. He's Mr. <laughs> fucking Largs. Can he hear yeah. this, by the way? Stood right here, though. Oh, my God. He's Hi, ignoring me. Ignoring me. <laughs> Divorcing me, probably. <laughs> no, there was, Hannah, why don't you tell everyone about your experience in the lounge? So that's another place you can go in Largs. I think that's also closed down now as well, to be fair. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm winding you up. I actually do. I love Largs. And it's the most amazing night out. Like, you know, it's a city built upon six chippies and 66 pubs. It's it's heart disease at its finest. Yeah. And, you know, we used to go down and particularly used to love like the Largs Live Days, which is like a wee music festival kind of weekend that it does. And you've got live music in those different pubs and you kind of do wee pub crawls and stuff. Oh, it was great. Loved it. And I think was this maybe one of my first times down in Largs. I think it always just bring me some stick, homemade stick top food and put one of the boys in this work. 10 out of 10. <laughs> I know, what a boy. So, um, yeah, so one of the first times I was ever down in Largs, and he took me to this place, Lounge. And, you know, for me, I was like, I, I mean, I would only been about 21 when we started going out. So, you know, I'm thinking I'm like, so cool. City girl. City girl in the little town, you know, out and about. <laughs> thinking, honestly, living my sweet home Alabama fantasy. <laughs> but that, where is my Jake Gyllenhaal? He wasn't in sweet home Alabama, but I can't remember the guy's name that was. I don't think he was a big actor. But anyway, so... I'm like out with my, out, you know, out with my big name in Largs and I'm like loving it. Everyone's, you know, as Karen says, everyone knows you. So everyone's coming over and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's my girlfriend. And I'm like, ah, yeah, that, that's me, that's me. <laughs> and uh, like, that was pure Billy Big Boss. And anyway, totally pissed, shock, and ended the night in a place called Lounge. Now, in my mind, we were taken into somewhere that almost was like the Corinthian, where it was like, oh my God, how funny, MD that knows Lounge for that, the Corinthian. <laughs> What were you? What were you drinking? That uh-huh. it's, it's more like Low Moss Prison than the Corinthian. And uh, it's a voice center. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, I know I must have been on petrol or something, thinking it was that good. So the sea air. And then we went in, and I was like, oh "My God, this is amazing!" Thought it was gorgeous. Went up the stairs. Like thinking I was honestly. I thought it was like Marlon Monroe. Anyway, mm-hmm. in I go. And there's like, as you go up the stairs, you split into like one left or right. And we were kind of going between those rooms. And the left room, in my mind, seemed to be playing a lot of like R&B music in my head. Like, I don't know. And honestly, the next day, I couldn't have drawn you a map if my life depended on it. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't have told you a single thing about it. And I text Karen and I was like, oh my God, I had a brilliant night last night in lounge in the R&B room. <laughs> Did I think I was in Bamboo? You were like, <laughs> the R&B room? What are you on about? There is one room, <laughs> one room, one singular room and my cousin probably was DJing at it. There was no fucking R&B room, you big fud. <laughs> oh, honestly, Funny. I'm thinking I, I was like Kim Kardashian out in the town. I know it is sad though, because like, where, where are the boys going to go? There's no fence in the lounge. Maybe that's what I could do, Hannah. If the podcast doesn't take off, is build a nightclub in Largs. 
Oh, you the new Quelly. Hmm? You'd make a fortune. Yeah. Well, I think I would, but then why did two close down? Yeah, true. True. That is true. Anyway, that's kind of my full circle. It is funny because I have actually ended up back full circle. And it's funny because when I'm like doing the school run or whatever and I bump into people and everyone says to me, everyone comes back to Largs. I never thought I'd be back in Largs. I will 100% say this. And if Josh didn't work away, I can't actually say that I would be back here. Mm. But, you know, we're happy here. Kids are happy. Maybe one day we'll leave again. Absolutely. Depends for the nightclubs up and running. <laughs> yeah, see, see what the Fiddlers 2.0 is. See what R&B rooms start popping up. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but you never know, Hannah. Like The nightclub empire might kick off. If the podcast doesn't, obviously podcast number one, we're really invested in the podcast. Mm. Obviously, because if everyone comes back to Largs, Logue might come back, might might come back to Largs, which means you would be back in Largs, or you would be in Largs. You'd be a debut to Largs, Marlon Monroe, as you're calling yourself. Mm. Don't hold your breath, Dolly, you know. So, something that we've already touched on before and Karen's kind of touched on it. Moving in, my boy. Moving in, my boyfriend is... Next level. Next level. You know, so I moved in, you know, I lived at home. Then I moved in with Alicia, which was great. You know, she was very easy to live with. She has an amazing snack drawer as well, Alicia Green. Oh, by the way, one thing we used to, I used to love doing when we would have like random late night chats and we would sit in her bed under her covers chatting and the snack drawer would get cracked yeah. open. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. The snacks in there, honestly, would rival any local cinema for their snacks. It's like fast track diabetes. Oh, yes. Perfect. So then I moved out of there and very briefly moved home. And then Logue bought his flat. Now, I just, like, I don't know if other people find this. Like, we've been quite lucky, you know. We don't really argue all that much. And we, I think, what a really good thing that stops us from arguing, I don't know if you enjoy this, is we have these, like, wee unspoken routines. Do you guys do that? Well, Josh has got OCD, so of course <laughs> we do. Oh, has this lining up his shoes at night yeah. before mm-hmm. he goes to bed mm-hmm. in the exact order? Mm-hmm. But I'm talking Proud about these items at one, two, three, four. Yes, now I can leave the house. <laughs> like on and off six times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we our routines are like stupid stuff. Like if you're the last out of bed, you make it. If you're mm-hmm. first home, you make dinner. Mm-hmm. If you make dinner, the other one washes up. Like, yeah, you know, okay. You're last up to bed. You get the water. Like. Just all that sort of stuff, like, and it is just stuff that we've just so ingrained in our relationship now that, like, you don't even think about it, and it means yeah. that, like, it's nice though. And like, if you're the next one to have a day off, you do the food shop because obviously Logan and I have kind of sporadic yeah. days off with our shift, so you do the food shop, like, and I like that. Like, I think it works yeah. for us. It means that it avoids a lot of arguments, like, and we just, and you know, it's nice to do those nice wee things for the other person and just yeah. feel like things are being split evenly and I do think you need a bit of that or else so quickly it could be like fuck's sake that's the third time I've done that this week and yeah that's me because for us because obviously we do a lot of shift work some weeks my weeks will just be so much heavier with my shifts and you know he's always going to be home earlier so he'll do a lot the bulk of the cooking but like this week I've actually been in most nights early so I've done all the the cooking this week but you know it's nice and it's nice to share that has it always been like that or like did you find it difficult when you first moved in no see in fairness we have always been like that 
in fairness, we've been very good. But what I was going to say is it's not always plain sailing in the sense of, oh my God, just love living with a boy. Oh my God, no, the attitude. One memory springs to mind. So a couple of years ago, Matthew will never listen to this podcast again. Now, this is me written off for him, but fuck it, we're doing it for the views. Yeah. We're doing it for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and if I get divorced, that's a whole other, mm-hmm. play, that's a whole other list of episodes for us to yeah, talk about. Absolutely. <laughs> the default, the Dollarino's Divorce Diaries coming up, coming your way. <laughs> so, fuck's sake, he was nearly getting a divorce after this, but we actually weren't even married yet. But anyway, so he, anyone that knows me will know what story is about to come up. Now, he doesn't go out a lot because of his work and he doesn't get that chance. It's one weekend off a month. So God love him, he doesn't go out loads. Thank fuck when this happened. So he went out to a Celtic charity dinner. You know, fine, like we're not, we're a very relaxed couple. Like I would never be because I'm forever out. I couldn't be going out with somebody that was stressed mm-hmm. out about that. So for once, I was the one sitting at home. And, uh, you know, I was like, whatever, like, crack on, have a great night. So I'd went to my bed. But, you know, when you're just like, aware that like, somebody's obviously not home yet and you're thinking, like, wait, wait are they mm-hmm. home? I'm okay. And they hadn't, he's the worst. Like, we are not texters, really full stop. We phone each other. We never, ever, our WhatsApp's, like, virtually empty. And we certainly don't text when a night out. He, his phone seems to go adrift whenever he has mm-hmm. a drink. So I hadn't heard from him, so I had no idea where he was. We were okay. It was probably about three in the morning at this point. I'm thinking, why is he not back yet? So anyway, maybe another half an hour, I hear the door go, and I think, mate, thank God he's home. So and he comes, and it's like an audible mur- mumbles, and I'm like, everything okay, Tom? It sounds like he's had a stroke. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> then I'll turn a light on, and it fucking looks like he's had a stroke, <laughs> with how drunk he was. <laughs> Hives like hanging off, like shirt, and I was like, Oh my god. So I was like, Whatever, like, sort yourself out and go to sleep. So then he goes into the living room. Now, the worry I would wish I'd heard clatterbang, clatterbang. No, the silence was deafening. I was like, What is he doing in that living room? Like, why is it so mm-hmm. quiet? And then the Hoover comes on. I'm thinking, What the fuck is he hoovering at three in the morning? So into the living room, I go thinking what what on earth is he doing first of all the living room's in pitch black so that's good as well so that's a good start turn the light on sorry actually before i even turn the light on i am hit in the face with a smell oh that smell is hot vomit hot heated you know microwaved vomit shall we because what he'd been doing while he'd been so silent the silent assassin had been vomiting all over our living room and we had one of those Ikea coffee tables that had like the glass top. The set was all in the glass, like in like under the glass. <laughs> Looked like we were casing, showcasing his vomit. And he thought, let me hoover it up. So he was hoovering up the vomit when I went in. Oh my God. Oh my actual God. Oh my actual God. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> stop the moving. <laughs> Really what is that about? Sorry, what is that about? I've just spewed, let me get the shark. What? I mean, it must have been in his stroke state that he thought, let me get the hoover out. Thank okay. God it wasn't a shark doll. It was some wee shitty, like, Henry Hoover wannabe. Like, it was terrible. Thank the Lord. So anyway, I was like, oh, my actual God. And it was so rotten. I was just like, I'm not cleaning this up. Like, no way. 
I was, I'd actually rather just shut the living room door and you can sort this out tomorrow. I am not even, oh, we also had a shaggy rug and it was all in the rug. So it, I was like, stop, go to bed now. So gets changed. I think I'm sure I had to help put his jammies on. Honest to God, it was a carer's role. Anyway. Did you get the waters that night? Last to bed, you get the waters. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you who was last up that next morning. So then into bed he gets, and I'm thinking, oh my God, this is horrific. Like, mm-hmm. he, his parents, oh my God, I sound like my gran, his parents will be cleaning that up tomorrow. That is what he gets. So off to sleep we go. Next thing, about an hour later, I hear Frankenstein is arising from his grave. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? He's like, uh, make noises. And I was like, What's he doing? Now, in our bedroom, we used to only have this one, like, floor-to-ceiling, quite a narrow window. And we used to just chuck all our pillows, like, our cushions and stuff. You know, all the cushions that boys mm-hmm. are like, why are these on your bed? But we're like mm-hmm. that because it's the vibe. Mm-hmm. Chuck them all into the kind of the um, recess that the window uh, the window was in. And they just sat on the floor. Now, another boy thing that just would never happen to a girl, he stood up. And I could see him like facing the window, and I'm like, "What, doll? What are you doing, doll? What are you doing, doll?" Literally, like un- undoing his like trouser bottoms. I'm like, "Doll, what are you doing?" Oh my god! And starts pissing up the window all over my lovely cushions, pissing all up it. And I was like, "Doll, what are you doing? Stop!" Then, like, I, and then do you know what I did? Actually, I went, "Oh my god, shut up!" <laughs> that was the fir- <laughs> first and last time he's ever said that to me. Let me tell you. Did I you batter like, him? <laughs> Honestly, do you want to see the state? I'm told everybody it's a hangover. He's fallen on his night out. It's actually me. <laughs> and uh, so he proceeded to piss everywhere. Pissed all up the window, pissed all over the cushions. So then I was fuming, fuming. Needless to say, there was no there was no harmonious, I'll get this, honey, you get that, honey, mm-hmm. for the next wee while. I was like, you'll be doing everything, honey. You're on the waters, honey. <laughs> you're on the waters you're on the making beds oh so that was that that was probably the worst i would say experience of living with a boy and that is such a common thing the peeing peeing in the wardrobes peeing in the beds like thinking it's the toilet he's done it before he's done it in his own house when he thought his sister's room stood at the end of his sister's bed and peed when she was in her bed god love her i know remember robbie did it in jenna's parents oh my god <laughs> and her parents were in bed Oh my god! Oh my god! That was actually a night after the fiddlers, I'm sure. And oh, God sure. love my friend Jenna's mum and dad. They actually had to barricade themselves in their own bedroom <laughs> because Robbie Dow kept trying to get in it. And then at one point, he was trying to get in bed with them. What oh. is wrong, boys? Honestly, word of warning for any girl thinking about moving in with her boyfriend: make sure you've got piss repellent windies. Mm-hmm. And vomit repellent carpets. Honestly, girls, it's it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So, on that note, I think we're going to wrap up. Leave we you st- on that stinking mm. note. We started with a shitty story with my fingers and now we've ended with that story. <laughs> Shit and sick, enjoy it. Uh-huh. Something that we keep meaning to do, and, you know, we tried to do it in last week's episode, but we had some technical difficulties. But we've yep. you'll all be glad to hear we've managed to sort them. And this week's episode has been fine to record. And anyway, as we keep meaning to start our small business shout outs. Now, yep. we are so 
lucky to know lots of amazing people that run their own businesses and, you know, amazing things to probably, as we talked about last week, come out of the pandemic, lots of people started their own business. And, you know, it's, if where possible, always best to shop local, always best to support these businesses as you can, especially for you, Karen, back in the wee home tune. When Mm -hmm. you can go to the, go to Fairly Frames over going to Kodak, please do. Yeah. I know where (laughs) I'm getting my disposable camera developed. (laughs) That's all we have. (laughs) Digital cameras still haven't made Fairly yet. Yeah. Um, No, so this week and our first, our first small business shout out goes to She Blooming Gathered, um, a wonderful friend of mine, Lindsay. Um, she has her own business, beautiful dried flowers. So she does bouquets, flower crowns, wall sprays. She's got some of her stuff in some local cafes in Glasgow. Um, so please check it out if you're looking for that. She provided um, my bridesmaids with a lovely bouquet and myself on my wedding day. And we've got some photos that we'll share with this week in the pod. Yeah. Um so she blooming gathered on Instagram. Beautiful stuff. They're so nice, aren't they, Hannah? Oh, and see when she came the night before, it was just so special. And also, we yeah. didn't know you were getting us those bouquets. And she arrived, and she's the loveliest girl. You know, she had the most amazing energy. She really was like hyping you up the night yeah, before you left, and she was a button. And yeah, she's just brilliant. And as Karen says, she very kindly gifted us. They had these beautiful bouquets, which I've got displayed upstairs, and I just love it. And then your big, beautiful bride bouquet, which was just gorgeous. And that was a wee gift to you, which just, yeah. she's such a lovely woman. Lovely woman. <laughs> she, she, is. <laughs> she is a lovely woman. I love yeah. a, a lovely lady, a lovely girl. What do you say? Um, <laughs> she's lovely. Yeah, she um, is. And any brides that are listening, dried flowers are coming right in for the bridal bits. So, do you know, so weird. Katie's friend, my friend Katie, was a bridesmaid last weekend for her friend Rachel Halliday, who I know is a listener. Shout out, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. And, and congratulations. Rachel's bouquets looked so, so, so similar to the bouquets you got, you gifted oh, us. Really? really, doll, honestly, gifted. I sound like you're like a PR firm, but we were gifted oh, yeah. as the influencers. Yeah, yeah. Um, really similar colours. So yeah, you're totally right, doll. Really, it's very, it's very 2023 bridal, a dried bouquet. So getting about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we'll wrap up there, guys. Thank you again for listening. We are loving this. I hope you all are. Um, it's the highlight of our week, isn't it, doll? I know, though. I just love it to bits. Like, yeah. I've honestly, even though I'm talking about Obs and Gainey, like, it's my career. No, I've pied it off. This is my career. Yeah, this is it. This is it. <laughs> um, next week, we're, we've got a couple of bits lined up. I won't commit to what we're actually doing. We'll just leave it as a surprise. Yeah, dolls, you can, you can just wait with bated breath. Yeah. Thanks so much, dolls. We'll catch up again next week. Catch you next week. Bye. <laughs>